0: The longer that I continued to practice mindfulness, it began to be apparent to me, and this may not be a new revelation for anyone who is hearing this, but I have found it to be another one of the most important benefits of this practice, at least for me. When I began to pay attention to my mind and the thoughts that were occurring there, and being able to take a deeper look at the beliefs that were being formed based on all of those thoughts that I was actively engaging in. And in some cases, the longer I practiced, I was giving less time and energy to them, but still I was making somewhat of a, of a conscious choice to continue to believe what I was thinking about what I was feeling. There was not this instantaneous moment this flash of an instant where I suddenly recognized that I no longer had to believe what I was thinking about, what I was feeling. This has been a very long, uh, gradual process. So many of these thoughts, as I have just reflected the past couple of days about this and just looking back at my own journey, so many of these thoughts basically fueled or fed a lot of who I thought that I was and then at some point once I began to think thoughts about who I was then I began to believe who I was and as those things as I continued to work with that and some of the work was not active uh, active work a lot of it was just paying attention to it and recognizing that all of the things that I that I was thinking were not and are not true. It's just simply my brain doing what it does. And when I really started to see that so many of these thoughts were actually reinforcing what I wanted out of life. Who I wanted to be. Who I thought other people were and who they should be. This was not always the case with everyone, but it just, it was situationally, it was situational. And being the person that was waiting around for people to, to give me what it is that I wanted, uh, the expectations that I had of people, and none of this was any sort of what I'd refer to as an evil agenda. It's just that at some point through the process of growing up as a human being, And seeing the world around me and experiencing the people around me, the way that they related to the world and the way that I naturally responded to what I saw and what I felt and what I experienced, it became something that it, what is most amazing to me when I, when I look at this, what's, what amazes me more than anything is that I, at some point, could no longer recognize That what it was, I would, you know, the thoughts that were going through my mind and my actively believing them, and believing that what, how I thought it was, how whatever was going on, whatever the situation was, that I could get so wrapped up in my beliefs about who I was and how things were with other people, and in my own life and where I thought I was headed and what I thought I was doing that it began to bear very little resemblance. And I'm not going to say it was a complete dichotomy, but it began to, over time, very. Uh, it just did not necessarily very closely resemble what the, the truth of what was actually going on, of who I actually was. And the most beautiful part about trying to figure out if, if, if these thoughts and these beliefs are not necessarily who I am if there if there is a deeper experience of who i am what i have found more importantly than anything and my guru taught me this many years ago that there's no way for me to really know who i am because i am simply this human being in space and time everything that you know the world around me the universe around me is constantly changing there's so many things that are happening so many uh, things external to me that are going through their own life cycle and responding in the ways that they do, that there's no way for me really to have any sort of grasp onto who I actually am, you know, knowing for sure who I am. And I know at first this was very jarring to suddenly have this recognition that I may very well not be who I've been busy thinking that I am. The only way I could ever get a glimpse of this was to first practice mindfulness. And I, I don't want to go as far to say that this is a natural outgrowth of mindfulness and that anyone who engages in this practice is going to have the same experience, that there will begin to be this recognition that they are not their thoughts. They are not the beliefs that form around those thoughts. The way that we think the world is and those people are, and other beings are around us, the way that we think that they are, what we believe they are, who we believe they are may not actually be the case. And in absence, in the absence of having any concrete answers as to who I am, who other people are, You know what is actually going on in my life so much of this is pattern recognition so much of this is just the way that I unconsciously as a human being with a brain neurally wired this way the way that I actually began to respond to what was around me and how I navigated my way through life and navigated my way through the world as I continue to practice and continue to pay attention to these thoughts there there was a point at which i could see that yes these thoughts were continuing even after i recognized that a lot of them were not really serving me very much at all if at all and that all of my beliefs about who i was and what i wanted and needed from other people what i uh, what i need who i needed them to be what I needed the outcome to be of my interactions with people, with whatever efforts that I made, if I was so busy and wrap, busy, wrapped up in thoughts and beliefs about the way that things should come out, if I invest time and energy into any particular endeavor. There began to be this person that really wasn't ultimately, and I don't want to get into speaking in a circular way and saying you know, a person that I really am not. It, and, and there again, that can't—that is not a belief. That can't be be a belief for me either to buy into. The only way I can ever really sense any at all who I am, what I am, what I'm doing, what this life is all about, is to be at peace with and simply sit with what is, without needing to know. And there again, I want to be—I want to make sure that I'm being clear. I'm not trying not to need to know. I'm just simply not needing to know. I'm simply practicing being quiet, being still, and even, and this is physically speaking, but also uh, this is energetically speaking. I can be in the middle of life amidst the chaos while everything is swirling around me. Life is happening at what it feels like is, you know, quote unquote, 100 miles per hour or however many kilometers per hour that would be equivalent to. But that's really, that is what has been so incredibly formative and so nourishing and so healing about this practice, is that I don't have to stop living life. The practice, yes, in, in the beginning and still to an on, you know, on an ongoing basis and still even to this day, there is time taken out of my day where I am just simply being physically still Allowing my mind to relax, allowing the brain to relax, not trying to control it, not trying to stop it from doing anything, but just simply, quote unquote, catching up with myself, befriending my mind, recognizing that there's nothing, I don't have to run away from it. If I don't like the thoughts that are occurring, if I don't like the way that I'm reacting, there again when I say like it just may mean I'm not comfortable with it I don't want to be reacting or responding to any certain external circumstances in any given way that the only way for me to have any other options is with for me at least and I can't advocate or say this is the way it could be or would be and certainly not should be for other people But it is if I am actually allowing that to unfold naturally. Where I'm not trying to choreograph anything, so to speak. I'm not trying to plan the way this dance of life should unfold. And I don't need to worry about and anticipate what I think other people are going to be doing. Yes, I recognize there are certain times in life when we are engaged in certain strategic endeavors. That yes, there does need to be some attention paid to this, you know, from a logistical standpoint. But so many times in life I'm not I'm not in a position where I'm needing to act strategically. I am not needing to, you know, be calculating in the way that I am responding to what's going on around me. But there began to be this identity that I was able to actually befriend in a certain way. There was there was so much of this infrastructure that I've sometimes referred to this to, of who I am, what I'm doing, what my life is about, what I'm about, who I'm, you know, who I'm about. And so much of this was really just based on my beliefs about it. And it came from, it had its roots in all of the thoughts that were going through my head. in in response to my experience as a human being, as a physical being moving through life, And that there was no way I could tear down the infrastructure. Because then I was also, to a certain degree, was trying to force something. And the more that I tried to tear down this infrastructure, the more, once I recognized that these things simply were not true, that the more that I tried to do away with them, or eliminate them, or remove myself from them, I didn't recognize that this is ultimately happening in my own mind. And that there's no way for me to make this go away. I just the only thing, if I have learned anything through this practice, that I have sensed deeply in my bones, so to speak, has been that these thoughts are go- these thoughts are going to occur regardless, and just because they're happening doesn't mean that they are true doesn't mean that they define who I am and even if I want to be a different person and believe I should be a different person thinking different thoughts having different beliefs and approaching my life in any different way then, then those are just really more of the same thing and the more that I and, and a lot of this has come from in, you know all of these thoughts and beliefs a lot of this I have found has come through insecurity not feeling comfortable in who I thought I was or who I think I am. Not comfortable with the way that I responded to the world around me and to other people and other beings that are in it. And not having any sort of confidence in my ability to just be. And when I say the word confidence, I know that that could be taken to mean that I I can become, I can work to become really confident in who I think I am and what I think I'm capable of doing. And what I may actually be able to demonstrate that I am capable of doing, but then if I am believing who I am based on those capabilities, that may really have nothing to do with who I actually am. And a lot of this, to me, I have found remains undefined. There may not be any words, any ways of describing who I actually am. One thing I have found for certain is that I am not the person waiting around for people to treat me a certain way or do what it is I wish or hope or even believe that they should do. I am not the person that is having any sort of outcomes in my life that I think should occur. And I'm not even who I really believe that I am. And I, it's just I recognize that it's a thought construct. These things are just a thought construct. And this practice has allowed me very simply to just be still even in the middle of life even while it is all happening to simply just be open to and welcome these thoughts as they occur and as these beliefs begin to be formed if i am not giving time and energy to them i find that they really don't form and really set in as strongly they don't become as entrenched in my whole idea about who I am and who I'm busy being. Because I'm not actually trying to sustain that. I don't believe it. And when I say I don't believe it, I'm not busy being the person not believing anything. I'm just simply not buying into it. I'm simply not giving it any further time and energy. And a lot of that comes from just taking this stance without trying to take a stance, so to speak, of just simply letting what what is happening happen not being passive not uh, deciding that I'm not going to make you know t- to make any efforts or take any actions but to let those actions naturally arise this was very very difficult for me to understand this intellectually and I'm not sure that I even do understand what I just said on an intellectual level the only way I have ever been able to experience it has been to get out of my own way and not give more time and energy to the, energy to these thoughts that are occurring while I am simply being a living being, a physical being in this body uh, with certain neurochemistry, living life and responding to life as it happens around me. This practice has essentially provided a, uh, a, a basis for just letting things unfold, just letting myself, and the only way I could ever know what it is like or what it was like to just simply be who I am and to trust that I'm going to respond in a certain way. Whatever, if there is a need for a response, I will know it. If I'm not busy being the person that's planning my next move, being on the defensive, waiting to see what's, what someone's going to do so that I'll already be prepared to know what I'm going to do, And in so so much of life, I have found the interpersonal aspect of this, that things very seldom ever go the way I think they should go. And if I can just simply be here for however it does go, whatever their actions that they take are, however they respond to me, and just simply trust that I will know if there's a need for a response, there will be one. And I also recognize that whatever the response may be may not be the right response, quote unquote. But it's simply the response that is occurring. It's simply what is happening in the moment, and whether it is quote unquote right or wrong. And I'm not speaking from a moral standpoint. I'm just literally speaking of if what, what I how I respond comes from a person who may be tired, you know, from a me that is tired, frustrated angry not feeling good about myself whatever the case is or not thinking good of myself i should say or thinking well of myself that i all i really have to do all i really need to do i don't have to do anything but at the end of the day all that really is required if there's anything required is for me to simply be here to pay attention to my mind to recognize that thoughts are happening to recognize that I am reacting in certain ways and not to try to fix it not to try to change it but to just simply allow myself to more fully and possibly even more comfortably to be here and even if it, even if I don't like it even if it's uncomfortable I have found that this practice has led to more of what I refer to as becoming more comfortable with being uncomfortable I unfortunately can't, not that anyone is asking, I unfortunately can't really even state who that I actually am uh, other than the fact that I am this being that responds in certain ways, that carries around certain beliefs, that there is this ongoing letting go of them through not giving them time and energy and being open to the mystery of life, sitting with the mysteries of life while paying attention to my mind because that is the only place that I have found that has made any difference in my quality of life, in my ability to actually feel more comfortable in my own skin, to more comfortably be around other people, to not be afraid to be around other people, to not be afraid to take risks, to not be afraid to take chances, and to put myself out there in the world, so to speak. But it's, it's putting myself out there without believing who I, who that person is that I'm putting out there. That self that I'm putting out there. I just simply can trust it more. And I'm by no means saying that this is the way it always is for me. This has been a constant journey the past 30 years. And even today, since I have awakened, there has been this recognizing that thoughts are still occurring. Beliefs are still trying to form. And I can't control them from forming. But I know that they, I don't take them as seriously or really seriously at all if I'm not giving any time and energy to them, if I'm not trying to own those beliefs, if I'm not busy being the person believing this is the way that it is, then I can just simply be here and just pay attention to what is going on between my ears, so to speak, and really be present. I think that is, the for me, if there is any magic, the magic has been in, as I practice continuing to come back to my center, to come back to my spiritual heart, however you would say that, to come back to myself by paying attention to what's going on in my mind, then I can actually really be present and notice. And I find that I notice so many things that I never noticed before because I'm not off somewhere else chasing thoughts and giving more time and energy to them and if I'm having reactions that are actually not kind, not being kind to myself or being kind to others, if I'm not giving those time and energy, then I can actually pay attention to what is really right in front of me, to more closely to become more intimate with my surroundings, where I find myself, what's going on around me. And the only way that this has ever been possible, not that it is, happens 100% of the time, But a lot more than it did 30 years ago has been from engaging in this very simple practice of paying attention to my thoughts, of practicing mindfulness, getting out of my own way and allowing me to mindfully cope with life. It's certainly not an easy practice. Sometimes it is incredibly painful. But making the choice, and sometimes I don't even have to make the choice, it just has become the way that I respond to life. And it's available to any of us has been to just simply return back here where it's all happening, however it's happening.